From Orlando, Florida and Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the 1330 Podcast with your hosts, Keith Neighbor and Brent Bailey. Pulling from nearly half a century of experience, Brent and Keith share unique wisdom and proven insight to build the leader within you. Interact with us now on Facebook and Twitter at 1330podcast or email your questions and comments to 1330podcast at gmail.com. The 1330 Podcast starts right now. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody, and welcome. Hey, Santa's in the house. All right, that's what we wanted. Uh, Welcome to the 1330 Podcast, our uh, last one of the year, Brent Bailey. Yeah, we came on strong. We did. Knocked out a couple months here. We did. We took a year off. good. Hey, we're back, baby. We are back. Hey, uh, you know, last last one that we did, we were talking about people and uh, some of the frustrations with them and kind of how they saw themselves where uh, you gave them all the tools or at least the majority of the tools that they needed, the opportunity to come in and do something. And uh, they either didn't really see the success that they had, they weren't able to see that, or... Um, they weren't ever content with that success that they had and kind of looked at themselves as, I'm not going to say failures, because I don't think that they were looking at themselves as a failure, but just not they as... They were su- bewildered that the yeah. success wasn't what they... It's not what, it they, what they thought it was going to be. And when it, when it comes to success, success is funny because, you know, if you played sports, what was success? Well, a success was a win... But six, you could have a good season and win some, but if you didn't win the championship, then this season you considered it to be a failure. Mm-hmm. And we look at it as kind of an all or nothing. You know, we either won the championship and we killed it or we failed. You know, second place, the first loser, Brent. That's, that, that's the way that everybody talks and, and acts. And, you know, when we go through that, but that's not the way life is. No. You know, life isn't just a matter of whether you are the best because there's always going to be somebody better. You know, Usain Bolt was the fastest man in the world for over 10 years. Yeah. Dude was the fastest man in the world for 10 years. Can you imagine how hard that guy had? I mean, we know that God gave that man ability to run fast, but he worked hard. I watched, I, I, I listened to an interview with that guy on the stuff that he did, and it's just like, Dude, you're, you're like cheetah fast, yeah. you know, yeah. and you still work out every day to stay fast. I think I heard Tiger Woods say that one time when he was at the top of his game. He said, I play golf every day. Yeah. You not, know, and not to just re- recreational golf. I play to get better. Yeah. And, and that's the it, so I mean, we look at it in, in sport that way that, you know, you've got a guy, you know, you've got people that will dominate for a time and then they get older or whatever, but I, we've got to be able to measure success in a more tempered way to me, you know, with this where we've got to be able to sometimes, even in the midst of something that went wrong, is there something that went right? You know, we used to, re, we used to evaluate every event that we did, and I still remember bringing people in the first time. The first time that people would sit in there, we'd say, all right, um, you know, well, let's, let's talk about the things that we did good and we did right and that we feel good about. And then it was like, all right, where do we need to improve? And then people would sit there very reserved or tentative. And we'd have people that were in there where it was like, well, this just absolutely sucked when we did that. And I mean, they were yeah, just yeah. like, I mean, there were no punches pulled on that. And the, and the new people in the room are like, oh my gosh, oh, you, 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 you can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Shh. They're sitting right here. And it's like, yeah, we asked the question. And we're, we weren't looking for people to be mean, and they weren't being mean about it. 
We, we asked our kids that the same Absolutely question. Absolutely, we did. What do you like and what don't what, you what like? What do you don't like? And yeah. they did not hold back not, on not that at all, at all on, on, in things. And there were things that we thought we were doing right that they didn't appreciate. Right. But when you come back in and you look at this, and we've got to, you know, we've got to define success a little bit in there. And, and you know, you were saying, hey, look, you know, this was a side benefit of doing this one thing. You had all these small successes over here. So we've got those people. But what do you have when you've got these people that come in that think that they're the moon and stars? Yeah. You know, that they, or you have, I mean, and good Lord, I mean, we, we experience this all the time. When we, when we were doing youth ministry, we would have people come in. I mean, it, I, every single year I would have somebody come in and tell me everything I was doing wrong. And if I would have them in to do something or put them in charge of something, it would be the most successful thing that we've ever done before. I, and I, it never was. I still remember the time that I had a, a girl volunteering with me in the high school ministry, youth ministry there. And um, she came from a church whose youth group was actually at that time bigger. Now, when, when me and Keith were in our heyday, the church was about four or 5,000. Yep. And our youth group was somewhere between two and three hundred, two fifty, well, yeah. three hundred, more, yeah, maybe more closer yeah. to three hundred. Yeah. And um, um, and you say, wow, that's a lot. Well, we had two thousand students. Yeah. Uh, at the at the school, so really the church itself, without the students, there was somewhere around three hundred, three thousand. So we were okay. running in the neighborhood of ten percent of the congregation. And this girl came from a church that her youth group was like six or eight hundred. And I, I, she looked at me and she goes, it's so cute to watch you guys in this little youth group. And I was like, what? And, and she tried to, you know, same thing. Like she's just good. Well, I can tell you right now that she didn't really ever do anything. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and I, I've become extremely leery of people that come in ready to tell me where the moon goes. Yeah. You know, I'm going to hang it over here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yep. And it'll look good. It'll be the best moon ever. <laughs> and, and the thing that the thing that really, there's no such thing as an overnight sensation. No. There isn't. Nope. Even overnight sensations have a backstory of a long time perfecting what they were. Yes. Um, there's just no such thing. And... You know, even churches, you know, you, you can start naming big churches, Church of the Highlands and those kind of churches that their first service had 800 people and by six months they were at 2,000 and whatever. You, you, but you, what you don't know is, is those guys have a huge backstory of serving another large ministry for a lo- faithfulness in that ministry and then having other big churches support them to that place and helping them establish themselves into those. Okay, there's nobody that just walked out except for Peter on the day of Pentecost. And bam, 5,000 people were in a church. That doesn't happen in business. That doesn't happen no anywhere. No. And so when, when we go and we are doing the things that we're talking about, um, there is a... There is a time period that you're going to have to give yourself time to build. And when you come in telling me that you're going to just hang the moon over here, the question that immediately pops in my head now is, is, well, do we have something to hang that moon on? Yep. Because I don't think you're thinking of that. See, I'm thinking you're assuming there's going to be a nail over there. <laughs> or, yeah, the infrastructure. Right. And that was... Uh, that, that's always one of the things that's always curious to me when I hear people say they want their church to grow, but they don't develop volunteers. Yeah. 
that how can you grow if you don't have people there to support? And I know we've, we've had pe- we would have people come in. Um, we were a suburban church yeah. that, that, was a, that was a very um, diverse congregation for being in a suburban community. And I would, I, I always remember, it would, I always, we had a, a I, I had somebody come in and they were from an urban church and they always used to tell me that we need to do, you know, well, we need to go into, you know, the North side of town and we need to be doing stuff up there. And my question to everybody on that was, well, we can, but what are we going to do with the people? I mean, it's 20 miles. Yes. It, you know, they don't, you know, buses don't run on Sunday. Right. Their mom and dad aren't going to come to church, and there are good good churches right there, right? And that was you know, and you know, and that was one of the things that I was always bring up to them, and they're like, "Well, yeah, but we need to be more urban." Well, but we live in a suburb, yeah, and they could never understand that, and we didn't have the infrastructure for that. We didn't have the buses. We didn't have the bus drivers. We didn't have the volunteers to ride on the buses to help the bus drivers. We didn't have. All of the things that we needed in order to do that were not present. It's not that it wasn't a good idea. It's just but that it what wasn't. what would happen if you turned that person loose to do that? Oh, it would have been an epic failure. And, and then they become exactly the same as the last people we were talking about. Yep. They become bewildered. Yeah. Because, well, this should have worked. Yep. What do I do now? And then you see them start to shut down. And they become ultimately... Either the people with no confidence or the people with all the confidence. When they really get down to putting the rubber to the road and the success is not there like they think it's going to be, they become bewildered and they'll shut it down. And they get disillusioned with what's disillusioned, going on. Yeah. And and that leads to becoming bitter towards the the organization. Right. Now, if they'll stay with you, you can help them get out of right. it. Right. But if they right. won't, if they, you know, whether they're embarrassed or, or whatever. So... You have to kind of, hopefully, I mean, I, I was doing my best because I had both sides. I'm trying to talk them off the ledge. Right. You don't want to quit. Don't quit. Just because you missed it on that doesn't mean that, you know, and the, I know some other other ministries that would have, or, or, or even CEOs would just, that's an epic failure. Let's cut our losses. We're going to have to let you go. Yeah. And I get it to a certain degree when it comes down to bottom line and things like that. But at the same time, in in ministry, when you're trying to develop, you're, you need to have a mentality of developing employees and volunteers just like you'd, you know, the new sinner coming in off the street. This is part of their spiritual growth right here. Right. So you got to develop them that way, too. And so we tried to give them room and, and spread it. But at the same time, you have to, you do have to have some rules and no, we're not going to do that. No, we're not going to do this because our infrastructure isn't set up. But I think that we are responsible to guard them from becoming be- bewildered. And well, and and the other one, I, for me personally, because we experienced this probably a little bit more than others did because of where we were at. Right, right. You've got to you've got to put safeguards in place for for those people that come in that think they know everything, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there's got to be a safety valve where. It, where it's not a, you know, where I come to you and say, hey, pastor, you know, that Keith dude over there, that that new guy, he's kind of, you know, thinks he's, you know, in charge of everything. And, you know, you just have him as a greeter and he's, you know, telling everybody what to do and whatever. And there's some responsibility on our part to maybe, I guess, temper that a little bit with them. 
And, uh, and I mean, it, I, would, I would rather have enthusiasm than not, but there's a difference between enthusiasm and thinking that you know everything. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> and uh, and the, the know-it-alls are the ones that are going to create more problems for you than, yeah. than anything. They, they make other people angry. They speak for you when you didn't speak, or they say, well, this is what Keith said, and Keith never said that, or they think that might be what you were going to say, or in, when in actuality, all they're doing is saying, this is what I think we ought to do. Yeah, yeah, they're putting their own filter on it. And, and I'm going to say that Keith endorsed this when Keith doesn't even know what's going on with it. So, so how do we rein those folks back in? Um, those are the people that you have to maybe supervise a little more closely have a few more meetings with, explain things. Clock a little more hours. That's right. Put in a little more time with them where they start to see your heart um, for people, understand the vision that you have for the ministry or the business or whatever it is that you're doing, and help them to understand that. And you're going to have to make the fence a little tighter with them and not necessarily give them the, the freedoms that others have had that have been with you maybe a little bit longer. And there are those people that, you know, some of them just need to, they just always, you always got to keep the reins a little tighter on them because they, you know, you want them, they're pulling and they're doing it for you, but. All right, here's, listen, let's give everybody a Christmas present. We're going to give you three more minutes. All right, here we go. This is a Christmas present. <laughs> so this is going to be a 1630 <laughs> because you're, you're onto something here that we got to touch on because it would lead to, restricting those people and those people will just die under those kind of restrictions. So we got three minutes starting now. Now. All right. So when we come in and we look at this stuff, Brent, you've got to rein people in sometimes. I had a guy that volunteered with me and I used to joke around and I still tell him this to this day that if, if, if I allowed this guy to do whatever he wanted, he would run the world. He would just take the entire world (laughs) over. Yeah. And I loved his enthusiasm that he had for what we were doing, but his enthusiasm would sometimes turn to criticism of other areas of the church. And and it, it became a problem where I had to sit down with him and say, look, we're all on the same team here. And I, I understand that you want to be the best. And I tell you guys that, that you're the best, but everybody else is telling their people that they're the best too. Yeah, but we are the best, and I understand that. But we've got to rein people back in a little bit on that and, and direct that enthusiasm into the proper channels and areas. And, and, and we've got to guard against uh, pride. Well, no, <laughs> what I'm saying is when you're handling somebody like that, you can't sh- – you, I heard a, a, an older minister say one time, he said, you got to be careful about ripping out the transmission on yeah. stuff like that. Because yep. somebody like yep. that really does, their, their heart's in the right place. They want to see the success happen. Yes. Um, they're just not thinking clearly. No, they're just a bull in a china So how do you – and that's what I was going to say. We don't want to cut them off. Yep. So in, with, in, with, as much as you can in 30 seconds, but, what's a good way to – I just spent more time with them explaining – what we were doing and pointing out and saying, look, here's the, here's where we're going. This is what we're doing. Don't worry about everybody else and the other things that are, you know, that you're, you know, looking at to criticize or whatever. We're all playing on the same team here, just different areas, just different positions. Now, when he would come and and have one of those 
wild. Here's what we got to do. Keith, and, and it's like this. And it, would you take the time to go, now see this, what, yes. you're, what you're acting right yep. now, that's what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, he I came, appreciate what you're trying to do, but. He came to me. Uh, we had a, a position open up to be a Sunday school teacher for us. He wanted that. And I put somebody else in charge of it because I'd prayed about it and I knew they were supposed to be there. And I called this guy in and said, just so you know, this is what I did. And I said, it's not your time yet. They're not going to be with us long. You're next. Just be patient. Don't get mad at me. Just be patient. And he said, I never wanted to quit more in my life than that moment. I was so mad at you. And uh, he, he stuck with it. He and his wife took it over. They did great. Uh, they went on, and they're out doing stuff now. But it was, you know, just kind of raining it all in. So we're out of bonus time here. Uh, Merry Christmas for the extra Merry, three minutes. Merry Christmas, man. And uh, hit us up on all the social media. We love we you guys. We will see you in our last 10 seconds here. We'll see you in 2018 um, for a brand-new topic here on the 1330 Podcast. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us for the 1330 Podcast with Brent and Keith. We want to hear from you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter today at 1330podcast or email us directly at 1330podcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for another 13 minutes and 30 seconds geared to change you into the leader that you and those who follow you want you to be.